Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey there, welcome to a special Labor Day edition of Private Club Radio. Got a little bit of a different show for you today. We're going to be just taking a look at some industry highlights, some news and some information that comes across my desk. I get all sorts of emails from the best companies in the industry. I read a lot of the publications that the industry puts out and just wanted to share some interesting facts and figures and news and happenings. And I thought, what a better day to do it than Labor Day. Just relax a little bit and take a little different approach. So hopefully you enjoy what's coming ahead here. We're going to go ahead and kick things off with a bang here. And if you don't know the McMahon Group, they put out some amazing data. They do a lot of surveys of clubs around the country. And the facts and figures that they provide is a great source of information. So if you haven't subscribed to the McMahon Group's newsletter, I highly recommend it. So there's actually two pieces that I've seen recently that they've put out that I thought we would talk about. The first one was a recent survey they took of boards across the industry, just finding out some facts and figures that pertain to private club boards. The first fact that that kind of struck me was that only 52% of boards at private clubs have a strategic plan. I thought that was a little scary, actually. (laughs) If uh, your club's not working with a strategic plan, It's absolutely time to do that. We've had a number of guests on this show talk about the importance of having a strategic plan and really the duty of the board to set that plan and not really handle the day-to-day activities to leave that up to the club management and the other committees, but to really think about the strategic long-term vision of the club. So 52% having a strategic plan, a little scary there. 33%, McMahon found, 33% conduct annual board retreats. I thought that was a pretty good figure there. About one in three clubs actually conduct a board retreat just to work through some things and maybe let the hair down a little bit. I guess I don't know exactly what happens with the board retreat, but hopefully they get some work done there. Uh, 56% have a board policy manual. Again, I think that's maybe a little bit low. I think that just like any job, it should have a job description and it should have a manual of procedures and policies that you should be able to refer back to. So 56% of clubs actually have that. I'd like to see that number increase here over the years. 67% have an orientation program for new board members. Kind of goes hand in hand there with the policy manual. That's something that probably should be done. And if your club's not doing that, think about getting a policy manual. Think about having an orientation program for those new board members. 40% have an operations policy and procedures manual. That's for management. Um, So the boards have actually created a policy and procedure document for their managers. Again, I think that might be a little bit low. If you haven't done that, probably time to think about doing something like that. And then when it comes to nominating committees, 83% have a nominating committee. 72% of the nominating committee are autonomous from the board. So some pretty cool figures on boards and the trends that are happening in our industry there from McMahon. We've had Frank Vane, the president of the McMahon Group, a number of times here on Private Club Radio, most recently episode 33, 
he's always got some unique perspective to give. So if you haven't heard that, I would definitely recommend you go back there. Let's move on to another piece of information from the McMahon Group that I saw recently. Now, this one was a survey as it relates to security at our private clubs. We all know that security is a hot button issue with what's going on around the world. It's kind of scary when people are driving cars into crowds and all the stuff that's happening around here. And I'm not talking just about the situation in Charlottesville. I'm talking more about the big attacks that have happened in Paris and other parts of Europe. It's really scary stuff. That's a pretty optimistic figure that clubs are taking in terms of their security. But the stats that come next maybe don't back that up. So let's just explore the rest of the stats here. The annual security budget at private clubs, $75,300. I'm not sure if that figure is high or low. To me, it seems maybe it might be a little bit low because if you if you had one full-time security staff on the uh, team there, you'd probably be looking at $30,000, $40,000 right there. That number seems a little bit low to me, but I'm not an expert in any way in terms of security. Now, 70% of private clubs have a surveillance system. That's a pretty good number, but I think that probably should match the 99% that believe that their club is a safe environment. I think that in today's world, that's sort of a must-have item. So that surveillance system, they have a camera system monitoring their grounds. That's 70% of clubs. 60% of clubs had at least one incident within the last five years of some sort of a security breach, whether that was a theft or trespassing or what have you. The most occurring incidents at clubs, there was trespassers, car break-ins, and vandalism. So if uh, again, if your club is 99% of clubs are safe, yet 60% are having these issues, that's something that we can always work on. And moving on, 41% have conducted a vulnerability assessment within the last year when it comes to cybersecurity. That's a glaring hole, folks. We saw what happened with uh, Russia meddling with our elections and everything else that's been going on in terms of cybersecurity and phishing attacks and, and scams that are happening online. So if you have not conducted a vulnerability assessment this is the time to do that. And there's 69% of clubs, sorry, 59% of clubs that have yet to do that in the last year. That's something worth doing because things change so quick. 63% of clubs actually feel that they're vulnerable to a cybersecurity attack or a breach. And again, there's so much data inside of a private club when it comes to people's social security numbers, their addresses, their email addresses, their phone numbers, and lots of other private information, probably credit cards and all sorts of stuff that are on file, that this is a glaring hole in the industry that probably needs to be addressed sooner than later. And in fact, definitely needs to be addressed sooner than later because it's a new world we're living in. And this is where the attacks are coming from, the major attacks. We saw what happened to Target a couple years back where all their customer data was stolen and uh, people's credit cards were used and everything else. And this is something that you really can't sweep under the rug. It's something that I think every club should address right away. Some great data there from McMahon as always. All right, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. 
I got some data from Henry Delosier, who I had just had the opportunity to spend a few days with out at the Riviera when Don Emery, the general manager out there, invited a few guests for the U.S. Amateur Preview. And Henry knew that I was giving a couple presentations about millennials. I just gave one last week to the National Club Association, as most listeners know. Um, the next one, and actually the last one I'll be giving probably ever, is going to be at the CMAA Great Lakes Regional Conference happening in October at the Duquesne Club. And Henry was kind enough to send me some data that the Global Golf Advisors have put together. They did a report very recently on millennials. One fact that really stood out in particular that I wanted to address was that 41% of millennial golfers would rather prefer to pay more annually rather than an entrance fee to join a private club. And of those that would pay an entrance fee, the average tolerance was 6,500. That's a very interesting statistic if you think about it. I think the national average, don't quote me on this, but a national average is approximately $25,000 as the initiation fee. And as we all know, the initiation fee is really what should drive your capital expenditures and your long range uh, capital needs for the club. So if millennials, the, these generations that we need to come into our clubs in order for our clubs to stay sustainable, don't want to actually pay an initiation fee, that's something that needs to be addressed. And we're going to have to get some creative solutions together in order to address that because that's a glaring hole. Now, the next stat there that they list is highest tolerance for dues came from the 36 to 40 age group. That's just slightly into Generation X there, by the way. That was $4,731 annually. So that's a long way from the, the $25,000 of initiation fee on average that clubs take in. And that is a glaring hole, folks. We've got to fix that problem. The way that I see to fix the problem is really to show the value, the incredible value that comes along with those initiation fees. And one way to do that is to have some capital improvements that are planned and to show those, to take people out of the pain of the present of, ouch, I've got to put up ten, twenty-five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 to join this club or more. Take them out of that pain of the present and put them into the pleasure of the future of what's coming down the road for your club. And you've got to have a plan. You've got to have that strategic plan and a master plan in order to do that. So that's really the first step. And it's interesting how all these numbers start to tie together, all these facts and figures that we see from day to day come across. Pretty cool stuff there. Thanks again to Henry Delosier. There's plenty more in that report for millennials. So if you get a chance to dig that one up, well worth the read. We're going to move on to some news now from the National Club Association. Again, just a wonderful resource. Of course, a sponsor of this radio show. They do so much for the club industry. And what they're doing now is they're really encouraging folks to donate to the Texas Lone Star chapter of the CMAA because, as we all know, Hurricane Harvey has caused some incredible damage to a lot of the private clubs down there. Henry Walmeyer, the president and CEO of the NCA, personally donated $1,000, which just so you know, it's not tax deductible, but it's just the right thing to do. And uh, he sent some money that way to the Texas Lone Star chapter. There was a recent email blast. I'm going to read it to you. It's from Joe C.J. Bendy Jr. 
and he's the chief operating officer at River Oaks Country Club in Houston. Here's what he says. Things in Texas are certainly challenging to say the least. It's been estimated that over 100,000 homes in the greater Houston area have been impacted. Numerous businesses have been impacted and buildings in downtown are closed as their basements, parking garages have flooded. Many, many people will not be able to access the neighborhoods or homes for several weeks, possibly a month in some areas. Evacuations continue to be called for in various areas. There is a concern over the stability of the infrastructure, attics and Barker reservoirs to be specific. A few rivers have yet to crest. The city of Beaumont lost their water supply Friday and rescues continue there as well as other parts of the area. So if you feel so inclined, would ask you to reach out to the NCA or to Texas Lone Star chapter of the CMAA and offer whatever support you can. I've seen on LinkedIn that some clubs have taken in employees from those clubs to let them stay there. Really cool stuff happening and there needs to be so much more because this is going to be a long recovery process. So I wanted to make sure we put that in there here today. All right, we're moving on to just some interesting events that are happening in the private club industry that I saw. For our UK listeners, we're going to start there because we have a number of those folks listening to the show today. As always, there are a couple of cool conferences, some interesting events happening. First one is the Club Leadership Summit put on by Club Inc. and Neil Flanagan, who's the former director of operations for St. Andrews. Really interesting gentleman there. It's happening in Belfast on December 3rd through the 5th. It's three days, 20 speakers, 60 delegates by invitation only. If you're lucky enough to get an invitation, what a great experience that will be. The other event is happening just a little bit before that on November 26th to the 28th. That's the CMAE European Conference. They have a great list of speakers lined up for that one. Looks like it's uh, happening at the Andalusia Hotel in Marbella. Great opportunity to network with your fellow club managers and get educated at the same time. Awesome stuff there. Next little piece of news comes out of the CMAA, the Club Managers Association of America. They're announcing a new student chapter at East Carolina University. The charter was granted at their summer board meeting. So congratulations to the CMAA and East Carolina University for their new student chapter. I love to see the young folks getting into this industry that have a real passion for hospitality. And uh, I'm really bullish about the effect that the younger generations will have in management in private clubs. And the last little bit of information I wanted to bring you was from Master Club Advisors. They had their August-September newsletter come out called Club Management Perspectives. They were kind enough to make my article front page news. Does your club need a bikini car wash? That was a fun one. And if you haven't read that or heard that episode of the podcast, definitely check out what MCA is doing. It's just a wonderful resource. Some of the other contributors this month were Kathy O'Neill, who's been on this show. She wrote about three goals in three months that private clubs should set. Greg Patterson wrote an article, Three Cheers for Failure. And uh, the quote they use there, never a failure, always a lesson, which is so true there. And just some other wonderful advice being shared in the MCA newsletter, Club Perspectives. If you're interested in that publication, head on over to masterclubadvisors.com and sign up. It's $150 for one year, and it's well worth it. 
The other club newsletter that I would recommend, by the way, is Private Club Advisor. They do some great work over there as well. There's just such a wealth of industry knowledge apart from this show that you should be exploring if you get the opportunity. McMahon Group and the National Club Association put out Club Trends. That's a great one. It's a magazine that comes out, I believe, quarterly. You've got, of course, the staple of the industry, the Boardroom Magazine, Club and Resort Business, who just did an awesome article on Medina and what Robert Srechi and his team are doing out there. And there's really no excuse to get a great education and to further your career with these resources that are out there. So definitely recommend you do as much reading, as much listening as you can. And just hope that you enjoy the rest of this Labor Day. Thanks for joining me today on this special show. I know you're probably working. Hopefully you get a day off tomorrow just to relax and enjoy the day. If you don't, God bless you anyways. It's a wonderful business that we're all in and an honor to serve. I'm the only one here in my office building today as it stands. (laughs) But I love being here for you guys and to provide this show each and every week. So thank you for taking the time to listen. I can't wait to see you back here next week. We're going to have an awesome guest joining us on the show, which I'll keep a surprise, but it'll be pretty fun. And uh, see you then. Until, Until next week, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by the Private Club Agency the premier marketing and consulting firm dedicated to helping clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit privateclubagency.com to learn more.